Hey guys, it's Aaron here. Um, just thought I'd let you know that this particular episode has a number of audio glitches. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the cause of this is. It might be the fact that we were doing this remotely. Um, as such, we'll likely never do a remote episode again if we can help it. Um, sadly, um, this particular episode does have a few uh, glitches here and there. Um, hopefully, you'll still be able to understand uh, the point of it. Um, thank you for listening. And here we go. Hello and welcome to Two Guys Many Bad Movies. I'm And I'm your other host, Paul. And what did we watch this time, Paul? Today we watched Mars Needs Moms. Oh, yeah. yeah, the uh, aliens, something, something, creepy CGI, something, something. Yeah, I'm sorry to disappoint any MILF fan. Sorry to disappoint anyone in the, uh, that's a part of the MILF fandom, but there's no hot moms in this movie. Like at all. Uh, his mom is like, nah, his mom is kind of like average looking. Yeah, so, sorry to disappoint everyone. Yes, sir. Oh. Mars needs milfs. That's yeah. that's that's a movie that probably exists. Yeah, probably the porn parody. But like, yeah, uh, should we explain why there was the week long hiatus, and you know why I didn't stream? Um. Well, it, I don't know. Are we iTunes for mentioning it because it's a sensitive topic? Uh. Well, it wasn't anything. Let's just say we got a vaccine for something, right? Yeah, we got a va- Okay, okay. If we if we leave it semi-ambiguous about what we got the vaccine for. Yeah, we got vaccinated for something and we had to recover. And also, a heat wave caught us off guard. And I had family over and and a new puppy, so I was very, very busy. I couldn't get a chance to stream. I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, planning on like getting something out last week, but we couldn't, sadly. Yeah. Um, and we're recording remotely this week because we're still in heat wave, although it's thankfully starting to die down a bit. Yeah. Keep in mind, right, you might be thinking, like, if you're in America, you're thinking heat wave. What, you mean, like, 110 degrees? No. We mean, no. like, 85. Yeah, We, we mean Irish... 30 Celsius is what we mean. Yeah, because we're Irishmen and we're not built for that kind of weather, especially me. Ireland is one of the most, one of the mildest countries in terms of, like, it doesn't get temperature extremes. So... You know, for us to get, like, a heat wave for us is anything above 25 degrees Celsius. That's mm-hmm. a heat wave. Yep. And hell, I can even check the weather app right now to see what uh, see what temperature it is. 27 degrees where I'm at. Christ. Whew. 27. Which, yeah. again, to the people in America listening to this, they're like, fuck, that's our winter temperature. Nah, there's, there's no way. No, no, there's, well, it's like, it's just like, I don't know, it's just. It's like considered mild in other parts of the world. Anyway, that's not the point. Yeah. The point is, it's off guard, and uh, we were like, "Hey, we're not going to record in the fucking cabin, so we're recording here." Yeah, it's like because because uh, you know usually when Aaron comes over, we record in this nice log cabin. I'm still recording there, but it's still quite warm in here, and I didn't want to subject Aaron to that for a few hours. Nah, nah, not like that. No. no. But uh, yeah, so Maris needs milks. Yeah. Um, 
Which Would you is... like a bit of background info on this movie? Yes, let's g- give us the background to this particular film. Okay, so first of all, this movie made 40, like almost 40 million dollars on a budget of 150 mil. So, ouch. It had a massive budget. Because, yeah, and it's the reason why is because of how expensive all the mocap shit is, isn't it? Yeah, and for what? Just to make an extremely off putting, ugly movie? Yeah. There's there's so many aspects. I mean, granted, I didn't hate this movie as much as I thought I was going to, but I didn't see it as the sort of so bad it's good bastion. Instead, it was more just like a creepy, mediocre fucking animated movie that's for kids but has some fucked up shit in it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's <laughs> fucked up. The plot is fucked up for like a kids movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this was like 2011, so... yeah. And honestly, I, I think the early PS3 tech demos look better than this movie does. Oh yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, like, like even though it sucks, I think Heavy Rain looks better than Mars Needs Moms. Oh yeah, well, again, it's like if you play a lot of video games, it doesn't look too bad. But, you know, even still, I, I feel almost like we're going to look back at like video games from like 2008 and they're going to look a bit creepy compared to I mean, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling a bit of that now, but still, Christ, Mars and these moms is uh is built different, as in it makes me piss myself with fear. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it actually scares you because I remember I texted you, like we're not doing cats now, are we? It's like... Yeah, it's very un- it's very unsettling. It's like I think cats is still more unsettling. But you know, can't say it's more unsettling because it's 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 deeper in the yeah. uncanny valley. Yeah, but at least it's not explicitly for children, you know. Yeah, I mean, cats has weird sexual themes in it. Yeah, but Mars Needs Moms is explicitly made for families and children. So, except for the <laughs> fact that one character gets with an alien who can speak yeah. English because she learned English off a bunch of bunch of hippies. That's not a joke, by the way. That's part. Yeah. And yeah, I feel feel like that was put in to pander to the Mass Effect crowd. <laughs> I I knew you were gonna mention that. It's like, yeah, we'll make a character. I'm sorry, like, I can't we'll help make it. a Liara. Like, she's not Liara. Like she's nowhere near as hot as Liara. No, prettier than the fucking bitches in these movies. Christ. But we'll so you the... agree with me that Liara is prettier than the aliens in this? Well, yeah. Well, everyone's prettier than the aliens in these movies. Because holy shit. And also, I feel like I should mention that the that uh, this movie, along with a bunch of other mocap CGI movies, were actually produced by Robert Zemeckis, who you may know as the guy who directed the Back to the Future trilogy and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, it's interesting. He also did he did an adult one as well, although it was I think it was PG thirteen actually called uh, what was it Beowulf, which yeah, is Beowulf, not, which was ba- based loosely off of the. Pop- that he fucking hated, but decided to adapt because it had dragons in it. Uh, honestly, I almost respect the hustle. I almost respect it's it. It's like, well, it's got a dragon in it, and everybody fucking loves dragons. Who doesn't love dragons, right? You know? Yeah, so you know what? Fuck it. I'll make this. I'll I'll, I'll make my own creepy mocap movies. Except, yeah, yeah and like, the, re- the only one I, the only one of the movies that he's done that I really like is Monster House. Because no, Monster one, House is actually cool, yeah. Yeah, because one, it's got a stylized look to it. It's not just hyper-realism. And two, it's supposed to kind of be creepy. Oh, yeah, and it is actually very creepy. But yeah. it's, it has... I actually really like Monster House as a film. I've seen it a couple times. There's a sort of a plot twist that you find out later on 
in that film that I thought was actually a really cool subversion of expectation. Yeah. And it's not one of those like, oh, subversion for the sake of subversion. It was actually made sense in the context of the film. So it yeah. wasn't just like, oh, this character is suddenly evil now. Why? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, uh, Monster House is good. Monster House, good. Mars needs moms. Yeah, back. well, we're never going to cover Monster House because both of us have seen it. So yeah. it can't be a sass or anything like that. It's not like yeah, Akira or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but we'll just, we'll just throw it out there that we really like Monster House. And Polar yes. Express is okay. Polar Express is okay. I yeah. liked Polar Express when I was a kid. Yeah, I liked it a lot more when I was younger because I was like, wow, this looks real. I mean, I, I was actually fooled for the first five minutes of watching it that it was real, that they were real people. Yeah, I, I was too. But like, you know, it's fine. Nothing really wrong with it, apart from looking a bit creepy, but... I think Tom Hanks manages to carry a lot of the movie with... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Shall we get into the plot plot of this fucking movie? Oh, we've yeah. we talking for, sure. for eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, I really don't want to get into the uncanny valiness. Well, we're going to have to, because... Fine. Fine, I guess we will. So the movie opens up with uh, Mars babies being born, and they're terrifying. Yeah, and aren't they like hairy babies as well? We find yeah. out the males of the species have hair, and the females pretty much don't. It's kind of yeah, it's weird, and and they like sculpted baby butts, and it's really gross and off-putting. Live underground. The um, atmosphere is is poisonous, so clear. Well, it's not that it's poisonous; it's like it's just unbreathable. So clearly, they all live mm-hmm. underground, built entire civilizations underground. Uh, which I guess is like a cool concept. I mean, it, it would explain why we hadn't found Martians yet. Well, yeah, they must be underground. Know, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good excuse. But still, it's just I'm not saying the aliens needed to be like super sexy or or whatever. But like, why do they have to be made so ugly looking? Yeah, like, but I'm yeah, but I mean, like, because we're sorry. Go on. No, no, no. Because like, I was, again, I was thinking of the Mass Effect thing. Because I do recall you saying that Liara is a bit uncanny valley. Yeah, but you know, I I don't find Liara disturbing or off-putting. It's just not my not my type. Yeah. You no, know, I'd well, be able to, I'd be able to sympathize and empathize, but like, well, what about Tally? Uh, yeah, definitely able to empathize because you know, it. I'm not disturbed or off, or you know, being put off. But you said that Liara wasn't off-putting. Are we gonna have a debate here? No. About the... no, no, no. None of the mass specs creature designs are really off-putting, unless. Unless you uh, bring up certain things from Andromeda, but I'm not here to shit on Andromeda today or ever really because I've never played it. Yeah. See, see, I thought of you. See, a part of me wanted to make a joke about saying Andromeda looked better than this, but you know, nah, that, that's a dead horse. Yeah, it's a dead horse. But, but yeah, but yeah, you know, if they wanted us to empathize with some of these Martians, why'd they make them so but, but ugly? Well, again, you could also make the argument of psychological reasons that, we, like, as a, as a species, we ha- feel like we need a certain level of beauty to empathize with that. I mean, people empathize more with, you know, a cute puppy than they would, like, a very ugly fish. I know, but, like, you know, I'm not saying they had to be, like, supermodels. It's just, they look so creepy. And, you know, they, they did try to make them look... I can kind of see where they were coming from because, you know, they gave the big eyes and the white smiles, but it's just, Yeah, the big eyes and the the white smiles make them look slightly like Titans from Attack on Titan. Yeah, no, those things you're supposed to be afraid of. You're supposed... They're supposed... Yeah, but after the quick opening on Mars, we get to see 
we get to meet our main protagonist, a little kid named Milo. And I have another Milo. Fun- Milo. Yeah, I have a fun fact about him. Did you know that Seth Green did the mocap for Milo? Yeah, and he also did the voice at first, but then yeah, they uh, dubbed him right. over with an actual kid. Yeah, because like, oh god, this sounds weird. In the words of Rebel Taxi, or aka uh, Pan Pizza, uh, in the words of Pan Pizza, uh, release the Seth Green cut of Marcy's <laughs> mom. Please, I need that. I would that would that would make the movie a lot more enjoyable for you. Not because I'm like a huge Seth Green head, but because it would be so bizarre. I mean, it would be bizarre. It might it just it would just be better than the, than what we got, you know? For sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, so I actually wrote during this early scene where you know the aliens are looking uh, through the, the like the sort of matriarchal alien, the like old old alien who's like the dictator of their of their fucking of their fucking empire or whatever are looking He's... at the are looking at this are looking at Milo and his mom who I, I don't know if his mom is ever named but he's looking at them and I just wrote these aliens look like the Ice Age baby they do, they do. I, just, like, I, I feel like I should have mentioned that while you were talking about them Fuck. they do look like the Ice Age baby it's like you know remember like a few years ago like early 2020 when everybody was like ranting about how much they hate the Ice Age baby and that was a meme for a while yeah. these aliens look like the Ice Age baby they do oh god that was like one of the that was one of the last pre-lockdown memes now I think about it. Fuck. Again, be careful. We're mentioning... I, I know. It's okay. I'm not naming the thing by name. Okay, fair point. Yeah, but uh, we get to see my, how my Milo's family system works. Because, oh shit, his dad is really busy and he can barely come home. So we can't watch zombie movies with him. Yeah, and we have this great line where... We have this great line, like trying to. He's eating. He's gonna be eating his dinner, right? But he doesn't eat the yeah. broccoli. And his mom's like, "You know. didn't eat the broccoli." And mom tries to convince him to eat broccoli by saying, "Well," and he says, "Oh, it looks like brains." And mom's like, "Well, you like zombies, and they eat brains." And Milo responds, "Zombies, I'm committed to their, to their annihilation." Like, so we have a fucking zombie racist in here. I see how it is. <laughs> it's like no one likes zombies it's like okay whatever zombie racist yeah zombie that, just, that, ra- that reminds me of that dumb fucking casper the friendly ghost cartoon where like they go to school or some shit for like monsters and, one of the, and there's like a zombie girl or something yeah i don't know it just reminds me of that for some reason yeah again when i think of no one likes zombies they're abominations my mind goes to rotty tops it's like no people like her people like her a lot including me or, or that one advert where it's uh, zom- where it's actually for like a br- oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's a oh, zombie yeah, that girl. It's like we sh- shouldn't kiss because I'm because you know you're a zombie and she's like yeah but I'm kind of hot and she's like takes like a breath away to make her breath smell less bad. yeah and then her arm falls off <laughs> that that was a banger you know that was that was what they call a cultural reset no 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 that's just that's just great fucking marketing unlike this movie which had terrible marketing. Yeah, because, I mean, how do you even market such a scary-looking movie? We're, by the way, we've been talking for, like, like 13, 14 minutes, and we've barely even gotten into the plot plot here. Because the plot doesn't really matter. It's just everything else around the movie okay, is Okay, okay, okay. So he goes to bed, and he feels bad, because he says, like, he does yeah. the whole... Yeah, he like, gets into... He, he, he gets does into the a... whole Kevin thing from Home Alone, where he says, 
Like, essentially, my life would be so much better without you, Mom. And then he goes to bed. But unlike Kevin, he, like, immediately regrets saying that. It's like, I'm, I said a bad thing. I should go back and, like, tell Mom about it. Okay, so he goes back. But his mom is being kidnapped by aliens. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, God. This is terrible. Just fucking terrifying. Also, right? yeah, and uh, and I don't mean to make things crude, cause especially because I'm not usually that, because th- I'm not usually, like, that kind of person on this podcast, but the but the alien rock ship looks like a butt plug. I'm sorry. <laughs> it does! It literally does. It looks like the first. It looks like the like the. It looks like the first design of like a SpaceX rocket. It does. Like Twenty eleven. <laughs> it's like Christ. It's like again. It's just another part of this movie trying to be as visually unappealing as possible. <laughs> well, okay. Look, it looks like a butt plug. At least it doesn't look like anal beads. You know. Yeah, that's 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 true. Could have been a lot worse. But oh shit, guys, Milo gets trapped on the rocket too. He, somehow he gets like magneted yeah, into gets, the rocket. I yeah, don't gets, know. It's it, it was so it's so fucking contrived how he ends up in the rocket. Yeah, and they pull and they pull another stunt like that later on when explaining another character's backstory. Oh yeah, the same shit. The exact same shit happened to this other character. <laughs> yeah, the big guy Gribble. Yeah, Gribble, aka George Ribble. Oh no, I just revealed his real name. Spoilers oh, no, for this oh, movie. Oh no, you spoiled this ten-year-old movie. How fucking dare you, Aaron? I spoiled I'm this ten-year-old movie that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, a movie that no one saw except us. It's a, well, I suppose some people are watching it now. It's on Disney fucking Plus. Yeah, I suppose. But like, you know, if this movie came out a couple of years later, I think it would have been prime meme material because you could pause. You could pause at any time and get great reaction image material. Oh yeah, you could. There are even some great lines that you could use as like reaction image material. Yeah. Uh, but again, if they'd only waited like three or four years to release this movie, then it would have been a big deal. He's in this rocket ship now, and the rocket ship goes to space, and it like opens a wormhole to to get to, to Mars. Mars really quickly, right? And like all the while, like it's just looking at this, and I'm like, yeah, the no, no, the new Nomad Sky update looks class. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I had to make that kind of reference because you know space and all that. Yep, space. But yeah, uh, we we get to see more of the Martians walking around and how like and like all the girl Martians live up on top, and like they gave like the oh god this is this is gross but like why they have to give all the girl Martians like huge ass thighs and big asses I don't like it. <laughs> but like okay look I, okay some of you might be thinking that sounds awesome no, no it doesn't because like... the proportions are so fucking weird they're not human proportions. They're not human-like proportions at all. I mean, like, again, I'll, I'll make reference to Mass Effect, right? The Asari physique looks very similar. Like, it, it's the exact same physique as a human body. The difference, of course, is that, you know, there's, like, tendrils or fins or whatever. Yeah, at the back you know, of but, like, these aliens, it just looks like, it just looks like they're they walking look around more like, like constantly... They look more like the fucking Turians than they do actual... You know, I mean, look, I, look, they look more like Turians than they do Asari, but it's weirder than that because again, the Turians are meant to be alien enough. They're they're humanoid, but they're still meant. These ones are like they're trying to make them the weirder proportions somehow sexy, which is like, yeah. It's like and, you... and keep in mind, I'm so like keep in mind if you know me, you know that I'm 
I'm into he, a lot of weird shit. Yeah, he's not he's this. the prime alien fucker around here. He's really I into. Am, yes. He Ever really wants to fuck those bogos. Liara Tassoni was my teenage sexual awakening. <laughs> like when I first played Mass Effect back in the day. Yep, but all these Martians, they walk around like they just shit themselves. It's gross. And like even their suits like have the weird saggy material on them. It's just, it makes me want to throw up. I hate it. I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. That, this movie how... could just be summed up in those three words. Or those four words. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, exactly. But then Milo gets caught and he's brought into a pod. Now, I just want to point out as well that there's no subtitles for the alien language, but we do have a translator that shows up later on. Yep. And one of the aliens is able to speak English. Again, she learned English by watching a bunch of hippies. Yeah. And so she speaks like she's in the 1960s. Which totally doesn't get old at all. It's very charming, I assure you. Yeah, very. Yeah. But anyway, he anyway. So Milo is trapped in this uh, in this, this pod, would, pod, but he manages to get out somehow. And then some contrived Martian... plot reasons, also con- for contrived reasons, uh, Gribble talks to him, and he hasn't even met Gribble yet, but he's talking to him. And then it's like, it's like, hey, hey, kid, jump down the chute for some free candy. I promise you, it's a good deal. Well, like if you're on a fucking fucking Mars on an alien civilization and you can't understand what they're saying and you can hear someone speak English you're probably going to be more likely to at least trust them, trust that person over the aliens right? Yeah but they might be they might be a diddler so I don't know Fuck no. Fuck fuck you for (laughs) bringing that up. That topic did not even show up I'm sorry I'm so sorry I'm sorry. You start rant about the Catholic Church. Oh, let's not do that. Let's talk about the movie because we got this. But he jumps down and he ends up into and he falls down into the world of trash, aka the incinerator scene from Toy Story Three. Pretty much, it's like finally a place to call my home, trash world. Yeah, just like just fucking. Uh, what's his face shows up, the trash man. I'm the trash man. <laughs> Man, if Danny DeVito was in this movie, it would have redeemed it. Like, Danny DeVito just shows up and it's like, I'm the trash man and this is my world. Just (laughs) in this world. And the whole point of this, right? The whole point of this scene is that it's, is that early in the movie, uh, he, uh, Milo refused to clean up, uh, the the clean up around the house. His mom was like, hey, what would happen? What would the world be like if no one ever cleaned up? And he said, it sounds awesome. And he ends up in this trash world. And I'm like, oh, geez, it's going to be like a moral message. That's going to be like fucking Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life. Clean your room bullshit. <laughs> like moral message. This will be the earth in 2076. I love how you made it one year other away from. Yeah, because I went with the other game that's really broken. What, like the rip off of it? No, the... no Fallout 76, you dumb dumb. Oh, fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the no. That's just the vault, right? I I don't care. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Fine. Fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. <laughs> Riffing on like two two games again. It's like that should be on our fucking bingo card. Like uh, in twenty twenty eight, we'll still be fucking making jokes about Fallout seventy six and Cyberpunk, unless Cyberpunk pulls an No Man's Sky, which I don't know if it will or not. Because kind of doubt it. I mean, I, I doubt it because No Man's Sky was made by, like, a small team that actually gave, gave a shit about making a good game. Yeah. 
and not but... micromanage and not like yeah never mind yeah enough about that uh this is where milo meets the tribal marsmen who are Mar- okay okay this is this is thing that's a little fucked up right because i want to mention this about these tribal marsmen they're all male yeah thrown into the trash world and so become mm-hmm. a tribe that just have to survive in this trash world and just like eat the scraps or some shit yeah. Because and the reason and this is so fucked up is because this movie and I feel it's not a message that the movie intended to create at all. But I feel like a lot of fucking misogynistic right wingers on the internet might be like, "Yeah, this is what the feminists want to do. They want to create a matriarchy where <laughs> men are thrown away." And so that's yeah. why we have the hair tribes, as they're called, of men that are at the bottom, and they're the good guys, and the women are the bad guys. Yeah, I mean, the result. I mean, I've also heard some people say this movie promotes the message that anything outside of like the regular nuclear family can't work because you know you need a mommy oh, and yes, a daddy. Yes, yes, because it is actually, yeah, it, it, there is a message of like there's this almost like anti-technology message as well. It's like we can't be raised by robots, so it's kind of pulls a sort of I guess you would say a kind of brave new world as kind of thing. In fact, it is very similar to Brave New World if you actually pay attention to it because God damn. you have you have this whole you know dystopian clean world. Of, although again, I I I don't think Brave New World is necessarily dystopian, which is a controversial take I have. I know I bring it up, but basically you have this world up top where it's like super ordered and uh, there's like a system, and then you have all these people thrown away into the savage lands or the trash world in this case. And in this case, it's like it's a, it's a misandrist kind of thing where all the men are away. And so mm. it does seem to be very progressive in that it seems to be promoting an almost straw man of feminism. Saying, you know, also like saying like the technology means that you have to have a traditional nuclear family. Type. I get I get that criticism. And I actually yeah. think it's, it's very unprogressive of this movie mm-hmm. to have that kind of thing. Like you need a mom. You can't do it without a mom. You need a mommy and a daddy. You can't have anything else. But enough about that. Uh, Milo calls these Martian zombies for whatever fucking reason. Like, that's racist. Fucking racist. Yeah, and he tries to get out of the situation by saying, I know karate, at least on the Wii. But, like, who plays karate on the Wii? No one does. Well, what the fuck is this? Nobody ever, even when the Wii was, like, the most popular shit in the world, right? Nobody ever played karate on it. I mean, what's like boxing? You play boxing, sure. Like, that would make sense. Or maybe, you know, like, even fencing in fucking Wii Sports Resort. That makes sense. Yeah, but, but no, just. But uh, fucking, whatever. nobody plays karate on the fucking. Everybody's just. Most people play Mario on it. That's what most people play on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I know Mario! You don't even use motion controls much in Mario. You just shake it every now. Mm hmm. But regardless, um, Gribble, uh, yeah, this this fucking robo dog, uh, kidnaps Milo and brings him up to Gribble, who I think I think I hate Gribble. I I, I really he looks hate him. Terrifying. Yeah, he does look terrifying, like everyone else. And he's also, uh, whoa, he's from the eighties, and he references eighties pop culture. Whoa! And again, just to put into slant the sort of right wing slant that this movie clearly has, he mentions. <laughs> The, like w- Mars communism. Why else do, you, do they call it the Red Planet? And I yeah. just remember. I, I think that, that I think that part was supposed to be a joke, at least. I, I think it was a joke, but yeah, like, obviously even, it was a joke. I, I, maybe I'm not, but like <laughs> I don't know. It just seems to be very. 
if this movie does seem to have a somewhat conservative slant in terms uh, of its I wouldn't message. be surprised considering it's like a Disney thing. Like again, I'm not I'm not trying to alienate conserv like center right conservatives in our audience who are on the center right. Um, unless you're, you know, far right and like some crazy fucking conspiracy theorist, chemtrails, whatever the fuck, in which case, why are you listening to this podcast? Go the fuck away. <laughs> Trust me, we're not going to lose many viewers over that. Yeah. Like, but, like one, maybe. One, right? One person who believes the chemtrails bullshit. But like, in fact, I reckon, I, again, I, this is just a slight thing, but I reckon our audience are probably more, um, are probably more liberal than the average because because we make so many fucking sex jokes that at the very least if you're offended by them you're probably not never mind you know what i mean probably but yeah uh this is where we get the translator plot device so then milo can understand the aliens sort of the grammar is wrong is that supposed to be a dick at google translate i don't know i don't know i think it was just an excuse to have the aliens say quirky funny dialogue like they say things wrong (laughs) haha Yeah, they say things wrong like you're using a fucking speech jammer. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't work on me, by the way, the speech jammers. Everybody else, like, slows their fucking speech down and stops talking. I keep talking like normal on a speech jammer. It doesn't work on me. I don't even know how. I'm able to... Do you know what a speech jammer is? Uh, Go on. What is it? Okay, it's the thing where it'll play back your voice slightly delayed. So you hear yourself slightly behind. And that oh. actually stops people from talking. And it works oh. really well on most people, but it doesn't work on me. Damn. It's the shittest superpower in the world. That. <laughs> yeah, pretty shit. But also, uh, are we gonna are we not gonna talk about how this like grown ass man had a room ready for this prepubescent boy? Which is fucked gonna... up. It's really it's fucked, fucked up. up. It's like, see, my joke from earlier did make some sense. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's like I, I know it's kind of sus, but and uh, and, and, and Gribble acts like a fucking kid, like he clearly hasn't grown up properly. We find yeah, out which... he find. Also, we find out his mom died because they like kill, they kidnap moms from Earth and then kill them. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the fucked up part because you know, you know, at first Gribble goes like, "Oh, they're just gonna take your mom's memories and put them in the nanny bot," but then uh, yeah, it turns out they just straight fucking vaporize them. Yeah, it, like that's... it's just. Yeah, it's really dark. Which, again, for a kid's movie, this is really dark. I actually read a story um, on the Pan Pizza, Rebel Taxi, whatever you want to call it. Should I call him Pan Pizza or Rebel Taxi? Uh, Pan Pizza. Right, but, like, his review, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Movies. I remember I read, I read a comment after watching this movie. I watched that review just to kind of, mainly so that I could just hear his take. And, like, I'm not so I rip off his takes, but so I can avoid ripping off his takes, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> Fair. Um, but apart from the mom, apart from the Mars needs milk spit. Of course, like knock that off him. But that's an easy joke to make. Anyone can make it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the point I'm trying to make is that we actually did. Um, he there was a person in the comment section. He was saying that after he watched it as a kid, he became horrified that his mom kidnapped in the middle of the night by aliens. Jesus. He actually. Th- which is I, I I believe that because I I fucking like when I was seven years old and I misspelled the word lion as in the animal on my spelling test I thought a real world lion was gonna come in and getting the spelling wrong <laughs> <laughs> which is like I was seven years old 
that was like we like I genuinely thought that was gonna. <laughs> I can't really fault you for thinking that. What would have been something I would have thought of as well. Yeah. So again, I believe this person that they that that really happened. I believe them because that's the because I I find that believable that that you know you would freak out that your mom's gonna get fucking vaporized by. And also, yeah, they have this whole plot thing of like you have six. Uh, less than seven hours before sunrise on Mars. Yep. Or... But before that, he said that before that, uh, Gribble says the title of the movie, which surely made someone happy. It's like Peter Griffin in the audience. Ah, he said the name of the movie. <laughs> ah, ah, he said it. He said it. <laughs> but yeah, this is where we have a funny disguise montage where uh, where Milo has to wear a disguise and has to walk like he shit himself because that's how Martians walk, apparently. <sighs> These bogos aren't vented, man. They really aren't. No, but uh, yeah, at least the movie gives us a translator, so we can kind of understand. But we yeah. find out uh, quickly. Um, Gribble explains that before they go there, before before Milo goes there, that the Martians are terrible at mothering, and that they need, and they have the nanny bots, and they're terrible at these nanny bots or whatever. Yeah, that's that's why they need to kidnap moms and why they need to vaporize them to update the software. Price. What yeah. Apple does whenever what? a new iOS update, they like what? kidnap somebody smart and then vaporize them. You know what? That would explain. You know, I believe that. <laughs> that's a new conspiracy theory based off of this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, they're running out of smart people. That's why the updates are shit. <laughs> makes sense to me. Yeah, but like yeah, Ripple is an asshole because this whole plan was supposed to fail because he was supposed to like convince Milo that he can't save his mom. So yeah. Milo's, but my but it gets fucked up somehow. Yeah, because like the disguise doesn't work, obviously. But it's not supposed to work because Ripple yeah. explains that like it was supposed to, so that Milo. Would realize that it's impossible to save his mom, and then could just live with Gribble for the rest of it, which is so fucked up. Now that I think about yeah. it, Jesus Christ, creepy, creepy too. But yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, the, I suppose the wrench in his plan is that when he gets kidnapped, Gribble himself gets kidnapped, and two, uh, this the the ugly lady Martian hippie lady, uh, she saves, she saves. She's Milo. basically okay. She's this movie sort of manic pixie dream girl. No, like she's that. a girl boss. You can just call her a girl boss. Yeah, she's not exactly pretty, but um, she is intended, at least character-wise, to be the sort of manic pixie dream girl type character. Yeah, and and the scene they introduce her of like saving Milo, they play this epic triumphant music, and it's like, no, you don't get to play that music movie. You don't get to do that. No, you don't. Get... This movie has a, a an original score that's way too good for it. Like clearly, the was actually talented. Whoever the composer mm-hmm. was, I don't know who, who the composer was, but whoever they were... I hope he got paid well. Well, it might not necessarily... Well, it probably is a he, because, you know, most yeah. film composers yeah. are male. Yeah. You know, but whoever all, it was, I hope... Film composers are only really a thing fairly recently, because, you know, Hollywood is fucking sexist and doesn't let women compose for their movies. Or at least, mm-hmm. yeah, it is changing a little bit. Joker is composed... The score for Joker is composed by a woman, so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, anyway, uh, we get to hear this creepy lady's uh, backstory. You know, why she talks so funny. It's really, really funny. And then Milo talks about why he wants to save his mom because uh, she feeds me, she takes me to Disneyland. 
you know, great lit. Great, he takes great you li- to Disneyland. Is that just like product placement? Just snuck in there. Yeah, obviously. Like, he takes you to Disneyland, just winks at the camera, like you know, fucking. It's like that moment, in... like, like that moment in Cat in the Hat. You know, yeah. Versus, <laughs> I was is that what you were gonna say? Yeah, it, yeah. And then he holds up two tickets, and he's like, slightly <laughs> more subtle than that, because I was never taken to Disneyland, right? But you know. Yeah. I still love I went the to Irish Di- mammy, you know. I went to Disneyland Paris once. Was that was that any good? It was fine, just very expensive. Yeah, you don't really. It's like it doesn't need to be expensive. It's just it's just a marketing thing, right? Yeah, probably. It's just I just want to go to Paris with some nice buddies, you know, nice buddies in Paris. That's what I want. I life. mean, I go to Orlando, but you know, yeah, but that's not, even not more for expensive. my birthday. Not for my hmm? birthday, because my birthday's right in the middle of hurricane season. Jesus. Um, yeah, I just said, yeah, yeah, that's just like ambiguous as to where my birthday is, but it's still in that area. It's in the middle of hurricane season, so like I wouldn't do that. Now that's real fucked up. Yeah, but anyhow. Yeah, so... this is where we this is where we find out our Gribble lore, and we find out his real name is George Ripple. Ooh, and he had a mom too. Whoa! And his mom was, you know, executed by the fucking Martians. <clears throat> yeah, she got like killed in a saw style trap. Yeah, fucking saw trap. <laughs> oh, I God. want to play a game. Take me to your. I'm gonna disintegrate your, your mom. mom. I mean, this... mind, and this is how fucked up this is. It's only marginally less fucked up. Than what happens to Aaron Yeager's mom at the beginning of Attack on Titan. <laughs> right at the beginning, right? It's only marginally more fucked up than yeah. that. Marginally fucked up than that. And this is a kid's yeah, movie, and Attack great. on Titan is aimed at like teenagers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's some wild shit, man. This is aimed at oh. kids. This movie was aimed at kids. You know, it's a family picture. It's a family picture. A fucking reference to. I know. I don't care. I don't care. Dog it's a good joke. <laughs> That's free space, people. Free space. Actually, Why no. The free space it? is meant. The free space is mentioning the fucking bingo card. Yeah, that is the free space. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But like, okay, so there's this whole bit where they end up like really deep underground, like the the trash bit. Yep. They, and they, they end, end up, up in Detroit, the Mars, the Martian equivalent of uh, Detroit. But they find this like cave or whatever, which is like glowing and shit. And this, the Martian lady who can talk English, whatever for Key is her name. Her name is Key. Key. Key, um, Key can actually. Uh, she's like obsessed with color. Mm-hmm. Like she's like in her world, everything is like gray and fucking silver. Yeah, and silver. Blue. Everything's so, chrome in the future. I don't. I'm not sure. I really like that trope because you know it. it I get that it looks quote unquote futuristic, but not everything futuristic is gonna look. I, I I don't know like where that that came from. That particular trope. I don't know. I don't know. I think SpongeBob. I I don't know if SpongeBob probably made it up. That's what I was referencing. Because everything is chrome in the future. Yeah, but did SpongeBob create the trope? Probably not. No. Probably but I wish it did. I wish it did. That would be really funny if every sci-fi writer decided to rip off SpongeBob. Yeah, just the idea of that. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, this this is where we learn how like R- Gribble's mom dies, right? Yeah, like, through the fucking saw trap. She's like and... she's strapped down and everything. Yeah, and that's what's gonna happen um, if they don't save her. Uh, spoiler alert: they do save her. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, wacky team up time happens. Like a whole like action sequence of some kind happens with like a rebellion and shit. Yeah, um, there's we, a bit where Gribble's about to be. Ex- there's like a bit where Gribble's about to be executed, but he's saved at the last minute. It's a fucking death rays. Of course they do. At least mm-hmm. they don't like. At least they're not dope, those dumb death rays that are somehow capable of disintegrating you and only you and completely you. Like that's such a dumb trope. I think. Yeah, it's, it's not even a Mars attacks thing. It's like Mars attack. You know, anyway, this is like anyway. Yeah, in Mars real life, you're not gonna have. Good... Yeah, Mars attacks is actually good for one thing. It's a fun movie. Yeah, I really like it. And it's, and even it's a Tim be... Burton movie. Yeah, even though I used to be fucking terrified of it when I was younger, but now I like it. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about Mars Attacks there for some reason. Um, yeah. But anyway, so there's the bit seeing Gribbles nearly executed. They they and there's like this whole rebellion sort of that kind of starts happening uh, yep. against the oppressive regime of the fucking whatever they called her, like the old lady. Yeah, yeah just call her Mommy Martian. No, makes, makes, it makes much. It makes as much sense as anything else in this fucking movie. Anyway, but uh, she's uh, well. Basically, what happens is they're about to execute Milo's mom and and do that, but you know they have their air and whatever, and they save her yeah, at the last, Mar- and they have this rocket to go back to Earth. He but accidentally launches yeah. it early, and she has to like learn how to control it very quickly. Yeah, but oh shit, guys, uh, Milo breaks his fucking helmet. So it looks like he's gonna fucking die, but then his mom gives up the helmet, and it looks like she's gonna fucking die, but luckily, Gribble ha- has, like, the helmet that was originally for his mom. Yeah, he, he just so happened to remember where it was under all the Mars dust. Yeah, and, yeah, he finds it, and he puts it on and saves Milo's mom, and then, like, right at the last minute, the fucking... The fuck, and they all fucking team up against the dictator. Yeah, and this this is the scene where they explain about the whole thing they found out about in the cave, which is we didn't mention that they found out that yeah. in the cave, Martians used to be raised by nuclear families. Yeah, because you know you got to have a mommy and a daddy. If you don't have that, then you're not normal. <laughs> yeah, that's what that movie say pretty much. No wonder why it bombed. Along with I mean, being yeah, fucking... the message isn't very good. Yeah, and it looks fucking terrifying. This movie has pretty much zero redeeming qualities outside of some nice sounding music. Yeah, but even then, like, there are plenty of, like, it's a decent soundtrack, but it's not super memorable. Yeah. But anyway, so they save them at the last minute and they go back to Earth. Movie fucking ends. Yeah. And Key now are... lives on Earth with Gripple and they're in a relationship now, which is a little messed up. Um, yeah, he like... says, despite having like 200 pictures of Liara for Mass Effect on his phone, <laughs> you know, uh, you shouldn't throw stones in glass houses, Aaron. True, true, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, at the same time, I, I, I couldn't complain too much about that relationship, so it, it, it'd be just... very hypocritical of me if I did. Yeah, it'd be very hypocritical, but yeah, that... since I'm not into it, I can make as much fun of it as I like. So that's more or less 
Mars meets moms. Um, Mars meets moms. Mars, Mars meets, meets moms. <laughs> Since when did Mars meet moms? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's the movie. Um, yeah. I don't know if any of you. We're gonna be. We actually know what we're doing next. Yeah. Week. Next the... week we're doing the purge. That's gonna be yep. fun. Yeah, the very first one. Because I've heard not that... the first purge. Yeah, yeah, like the first movie, the pur- not the first purge. Yeah, the purge, not the first purge. Because it's about, uh, it's, about, it's, it's why uh, it's it's, uh, it's why anarchism wouldn't work, at least not in the US. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's interesting because most people who are fans of the purge series say the first one is actually the worst. That's interesting. So we'll cover that one. Yeah, um, hopefully. So thank you oh, so much for yeah. listening. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to be in person and watch it together because you know that's how i like doing the podcast that's how i like doing it as well yep but for now i'm just gonna go take it easy maybe shower because holy shit it's too warm in here and we'll see you guys next week with the purge see you next week bye bye peace